Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden, we are looking forward to this one today and... Well, I mean, we look forward to every single episode we do. They're all fun. They're all good. Yeah, I never come over to Brad and tell us like, oh man, I got to put some teaching out there that might impact <laughs> oh, people, change lives. It's like we're hanging drywall. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> we, we love, love it all. It. We love it's it. Good. It's good. Uh, we enjoy it. And this one I think is going to be helpful, uh, definitely helpful in our healing journey um, for Matt and I. And um, it's we're talking about soul ties today. And some people have this idea that it, uh, there, there's something extra biblical about this, but we just want to give you some understanding of what we mean by soul ties. So um, what that, what it is and what it isn't. And we're just going to simplify it right down to its core basis and why it does matter for us to understand that the connections we build with people do affect us. So that's really what we're going to get at. Yeah, and there are ties with people that we that we have in our soul that are healthy. And yeah. God designed it that way that we would have covenant relationships with people and that we would have really deep relationships where we, there's a soulish connection with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, David and Jonathan in the Old Testament, they, they had a friendship. Yeah. And there was a covenant. They formed a covenant with each other. When we're married, there, there's a covenant there. So it could be in a marriage relationship, but it also could just be in a friendship where God designed us to be in these covenant relationships. And so like anything, when there's a good thing, there can also be a bad side to it where we get, things get perverted. And so we can... We can tie our souls up with people in ways that creates an unnatural and unhealthy uh, connection with someone. And so to recognize that and then understand how to break that is really powerful. Mm. And um, one of the, one of the uh, 
I think cool things about what God does is he, not everything is totally explicitly clear in scripture, mm-hmm. but he gives us the Holy spirit to lead us into truth. And, and when he does that, you know, like when, I mean, I have the experience of breaking the soul tie mm-hmm. and the fruit of it is very godly. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I just love that God gives us truth and leads us into truth. And there's a lot of biblical, I think components to it too, or, we can get into some scripture, but um, whether or not you've heard of soul ties before, that's okay. Some people have, some people haven't. Before um, anybody had heard of soul ties, they'd never heard of it. Like before I had ever heard of soul ties, I'd never heard of it. So if you're there, you're like, I've never heard of this. That's okay. <laughs> At one point I hadn't either. And so um, it's all good. But but I had a soul tie with somebody um, from my teen years before I even knew that it was a thing. And mm-hmm. so I was very happy when somebody brought this concept to me. Uh, me too. And to give you some clarity of it, we are going to go to scripture here. So, I mean, part of where we get it from is, is two source materials is, is 1 Corinthians 6 and then Genesis 2, 24. And that's talking about becoming one flesh with somebody and that's in a sexual union. Um, and so we just want to be clear here. I know that this, these passages aren't talking about how a piece of them gets attached to you and a piece of you gets attached to them. We get that. But what this is talking about is a deep, intimate connection. And we can form deep, intimate connections with people. Um, when we have sex with somebody, we form a deep, intimate connection with them. Um, we can form other kind of connections, like Matt was talking about, in a friendship realm, um, with our parents, um, you know, with, of course, with our spouse, um, other close people in our lives, we can form connections to. And sometimes those connections are a really good thing and a healthy thing. Uh, a connection and becoming one flesh, as the Bible talks about, between husband and wife is an amazing thing, a good thing. That's a deep-rooted connection that's God-given. Um, but sometimes when we've, you know, slept around a little bit or, or experimented in our formative years, and maybe we've developed some very harmful connections to people. And what soul ties is, is simply addressing the fact that those connections harmed us. And we can carry something from those moments. Um, it could be emotional pain. It could be trauma wounding of some kind and maybe that uh, manifests itself in our life through lies um maybe there's a lot of imagery that keeps popping into our mind from those past moments yeah. um maybe it's beliefs about ourselves, about the other person maybe we can't get past it I, i've dealt with this in, in married couples sometimes where someone has had a sexual experience outside of marriage and they can't remove that from their their present bedroom with their spouse like it keeps coming back they're connected to that other person um, whether it's the memory of it or they're connected uh, because they had that sexual union and they got to deal with it. So uh, God doesn't want to leave us hanging here and he deals in layers with us for sure. But we got to acknowledge that we have good connections and bad connections. Let's just all admit that, right? And so let's let's talk about how we we can break some of those bad connections so that we just have freedom and health. Yeah. Yeah, if I were to define a soul tie, I would say it's having a connection with someone as if you're in a covenant with them when you're not. So you're connected with someone in a covenantal way, even though you're not in a covenant relationship with them. And so that would be an unhealthy soul tie where you, you like Braden's saying, like maybe memories keep coming or you keep feeling this draw to this person from your past or even from your present that you're not supposed to have the depth of relationship with the, with this person that maybe you have or that you desire. And so you got to break that soul tie. So it could be sexual, it could be not. When I was a teenager, um, I... I had a girlfriend for three years, and for the last two of those years, um, we we started fondling each other. So there was some sexual activity there, and um, we broke up when I was 17 years old. 
until I was 26 years old. I would tell people, no, I'm never going to date this girl, but I'll have a love for her for the rest of my life. Mm. And eventually there was this girl that I was wanting to date in my 20s. And I told her this. She's like, that's weird. You got to deal with this. (laughs) I, I, I would tell people that, I mean, I dated other girls in the meantime. And I always would go back to this one girl that I was sexual with. And I would say, oh, I'll never date her, but I'll have this love for her forever. Why? Like, why would I have that? Mm-hmm. And so when this girl was like, that's weird. You should deal with that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that actually, that is weird. Why am I holding on to this thing? It's been nine years, yeah. and when's it going to end? And so I learned about soul ties, and I had to pray about soul ties and learn how to break that. And I did that. And then um, before we, before my wife and I got married, we were going through premarital counseling. And the and they it was a husband and wife, and they took us to separate rooms for this one session. And they worked through soul ties with us. They said, do you have any soul ties? And uh, and so we talked a little bit through it and prayed through it. So I, I did that a couple of times. And, and literally since I did that, I've never said that about that girl since. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, she was a girl that I used to date, and I hope that God works in her life. But yeah. there's no connection there anymore. I don't yeah. have this love for her that I used to say I would have forever. And it's because I broke this soul tie, this connection. One thing I'll, yeah, I'll just add to this, Dad, the way you're saying is, is so... Why that's important is um, what Matt's sharing is because um, sometimes, and we're, we'll get into the ones that maybe you didn't choose, but we've made a choice to connect to somebody and that connection exists. We have to make a choice to uncouple from that person as well too. There's an active component to this and that's really what the key. And now we do acknowledge that sometimes you were forced to do something. Um, maybe you've had some sort of sexual abuse and you didn't choose that. We understand that. Um, but sometimes connections can form there too. But yeah. anyways, what I'm saying here is, you know what boundaries are? We think boundaries always are to control other people in our life, but actually healthy boundaries are we have choices in the matter. We have choices in our life. And one of the boundaries for us here that we can make in our life to move towards freedom and health uh, is choice that, you know, I don't have to be controlled by this anymore. Um, I don't have to be connected to this anymore, this person or this moment. And I can allow the Holy Spirit to work here and, and bring freedom. Yeah, and you touched on the sexual abuse, like when somebody's abused and sometimes there's a, connect, a connection there. And I've heard it where people are like, that's not fair. I was abused and now I have to deal with the soul tie. And you're right, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not at all. But I want to I wanna give a different perspective. If, if that's your story, you can go, you know, there's this connection that I had because of this person who got sexual with me and I didn't want it. But now I get to take charge and take authority and I get to separate myself from this person in the spirit and in the soulless realm. And I get to renounce this soul tie and be free of it and be free of this connection from this person to another level. And so for you to recognize that is is like it gives you power back. And I've heard it where people are like, that's not fair. I didn't choose that. And I have this connection with someone. But you get to choose to to overcome and to to live in, in freedom, essentially. Um, and so... The reason why it's so powerful is because sex is powerful, and there's and so I want to get into a little bit about the the covenant nature of what of how God designed all of us, and it gives us a really good framework and understanding of how soul ties work, especially on a sexual level, but even emotional. And then we're going to get into how to break them too, and how to break these agreements or these soul ties, so that we can move on and be free. So when we understand our body, it says in Scripture that to, that sinning, sexual sin, is a sin against our own body unlike any other sin. 
But I look at that and I think, but what about like gluttony or alcoholism or drugs? Like all of those would be a sin against our own body. And so we got to understand the context of what this is saying. It's actually not saying sexual sin is a sexual sin against our own body because of the scientific component. What it's speaking to is a way deeper thing in terms of the way that God designed us and that he designed us essentially for covenant. And so a covenant is an agreement where you're, you're, you're one, like you're, you're, um, I don't know if you want to say codependent on on each other, but like emotionally, like you're connected on an emotional level, you're connected in marriage on a sexual level or outside of marriage if you've engaged in there in that. And so you, there's these connections that you have in the soulish realm or in the invisible realm that are meant for covenant. And so when God designed us for covenant, He designed our bodies to literally be temples of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus died on the cross and there was bloodshed. It says the veil of the temple opened up and now we could enter in. Whereas before that, we could never enter into the to the temple. People could never enter into the temple in the Old Testament before Jesus established this new covenant. And when he established a covenant, then the veil tore in the temple. So now we could enter into the bride of Christ. Now we could be the bride and, and, and be one with him. And so now we're entering into this covenant through bloodshed. Well, when, when sex happens, the woman has a hymen and there's bloodshed when a man enters in and the veil gets torn, the flesh gets torn and there's bloodshed. So our bodies literally are designed for covenant sexually. And so in scripture where it says that sexual sin is a sin against your own body, it's saying that you're sinning against your own body because your body is made for covenant and it's made for the Lord. It's made to honor him. And in Romans 12, it talks about offer your body as a living sacrifice for this is your true and proper worship to God. And so your body is made for covenant. When we engage our body with other people outside of covenant, we're establishing a connection with that person that we're not, that, that, that's a covenantal connection, but we're not in covenant with that person. Mm-hmm. And so I want to read this from 1 Corinthians 6. And this will give a really good understanding of soul ties and, and how, how it works. So it says, food is meant for the stomach and, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. But the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So we're, our bodies are made to be one with Christ. We're members um, our bodies are made for the Lord. And it says, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. And so what's a prostitute? A prostitute is someone that we attach ourselves with that we're not in a covenant relationship with. And so it's saying we're, we are one with Christ. He wants to satisfy us. But now we're saying, no, I'm going to go outside of this oneness relationship that I have with God and I'm going to connect it with a prostitute. And so it says we're never supposed to do that. And it says, or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? So it's like Braden saying in Genesis 2, where two become one. It's saying now we're becoming one with a prostitute or one that we're not in covenant with. It says, for, it, it is, for as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord become one spirit with him, becomes one spirit with him. So what we do with our body affects our spirit. We become one with him or one with the person that we're connected with. So, and then it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral, sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, you were, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And so every, even when we've sinned and we've screwed up, 
the last words are key. So glorify God in your body because you're like, man, I have connected my body with these people that I'm not supposed to connect with sexually. I've done that, but glorify God in your body. Now renounce the soul tie, repent of what you did, and then you can be free from this connection. And so a lot of the teaching in the church, Brad, and you just referred to it as like this stickiness, like you stick to all these people. And there's a stickiness component where when, you, when you've been sexual with people, a part of you is with them. But when you can break that off, then you're renouncing the agreement that you've made and literally you're free of that connection, which is really, really cool. So I hope that that gives a, a little bit of a framework um, to what a soul tie is from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening, I think Matt shared this too, is that, um, or alluded to it, is that um, God restores us. He, he cares for us and loves us. And, um, you know, sometimes in, in some t- the purity culture in particular, we were taught that maybe if you view our sexuality as like a rose and, and you know, when we give a petal to everybody that <laughs> we have sex right. with and eventually we have nothing. Um, what I want to say to that is I understand why some people might teach things that way. Uh, the harm in that though is that you think that you're completely lost if this has been your yeah. story. And that's not true. God restores us. But why we're talking about soul ties is because there are consequences to the choices that we make. And God works in those for sure, drawing us to him. He, he, he draws us through his kindness and his conviction. Um, and, and in that, we, we understand that we did make choices and that hurt us. It may have hurt others. So we have to deal with that and navigate that. But he is going to be in that with us and fully restoring us. Um, but we have to break those connections we have with people because they damage our present and our future as well. And, and they can really affect our, our current relationships and any relationship we have in the future. If you're single and you've had sexual experiences, um, that does come into play in your marriage. Um, it isn't like, you know, I always say this, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's not true. It doesn't work like that in when it comes to marriage. <laughs> you know, you can't live life a certain way and all of a sudden get married and it goes away. So there's consequences to the, some of these choices that we made. And unfortunately, there are consequences to things that were done to us too. Um, and Matt talked about it. It isn't fair, but, you know, we have choices in this and that's why we, we can come to God with them allow him to show us where we have these deep-rooted connections with people and then pray into that. Ask that that be um, broken so that we are free. And I think that it's really key that we we deal with some of the forgiveness component of this too. We had a great couple of episodes um, in the weeks prior uh, that I think you should go listen to about forgiveness and and deal with that too. But um, this isn't some sort of formulaic thing. We want to be very clear. <laughs> you sometimes thinks you got to say, people think you got to say it this way, this particular prayer, this time of day, whatever else. Not true, okay, guys? Like, this is really the work of Jesus in our life. And uh, we limit him when we think it's a certain way we got to be. You know, he's the one who does the work. But the thing is, is we come to him. We come to him expectant, um, believing, and, and full of faith. So we know that he is there for us in this. And, you know, it can be as simple as this. You know, we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal who we have deep-rooted connections with that is harming us. And sit in that. You know, listen. And, and sometimes, you know, you need to write these down. And we, we would say is that as you're hearing from God, um, he, names might come up and moments might come up too. Maybe there was a moment uh, where something was done to you or you engage in something you chose and you form some sort of connection with somebody. God might reveal that too. And I think be more specific. The more specific, the better. And because um, sometimes these things are really deep ingrained in us. And, and when as God's revealing this to you, um, really this is, you know, like I said, you identify them 
and then you move on from there. So you identify where you have these connections, and then you can ask the Holy Spirit into those moments, and then to break whatever connection that was made. Like I said, this isn't some sort of uh, rocket science here. You know, God is powerful. He knows our heart. And when we come to him in this way and we address some of these things, you know, he'll, he'll be faithful and, 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 and totally lead us in this. But we do have ways you can pray. We'll, we'll lead you in that a little bit later for sure. But again, we just want to put that aside. This isn't some sort of systematic formulaic thing that you have to do exactly this, this certain way. Yeah, it's not formulaic for sure. And I had an experience that, with that recently where this, this um, man wasn't even sexual with somebody, but he had an emotional affair with somebody. And, and so he was reconciled with his wife and building his marriage and uh, rebuilding his marriage and moving forward. And for some reason, couldn't stop thinking about this person mm-hmm. that he had this emotional connection with. And they were, they were never sexual, but there was an emotional connection. And so he was saying to me, I want to work through soul ties because he would just be like randomly living his life, doing things. And these memories would come that were so strong mm-hmm. of what he used to, or just hanging out with this person. And so he was saying like, I, I I've worked through, like, I don't want to be connected with this person. They've brought this damage to me. I don't like them for this reason. I don't like that connection for this reason, all these things. And so I felt like in the moment the Lord was putting on my heart uh, and maybe it was just me, but I think it was God saying, talk to him about what he does appreciate about that person. Like, like what, what is the connection that you had or that you enjoyed? Because there's a connection with somebody that you enjoy. And that's why you have this, this emotional connection with them. And so again, it's the, this oneness in relationship that's not just sexual, but it's emotional. And he was getting this emotional connection outside of his covenant relationship with somebody else. So he was acting with someone else in a covenantal way in a one in a way where they were one together emotionally but that was outside of what god's design and so it wasn't sexual but there was an emotional connection where he had to keep going back and so we had to work through like what are the things that you really enjoyed about this relationship what are the things that you miss about this relationship what are the things that you appreciate about this person and so those were the things in this particular circumstance that kept his soul tied to the past tied to this relationship because his soul was longing for you know these kinds of conversations or this kind of affirmation his soul was longing for that and he got it in this extramarital relationship and so there was a soul tie where he then could break the soul tie that he had with this person but then all of these things that he was seeking satisfaction for in this person he could repent of what he was doing repent of Hey, God, I repent of seeking this validation from this person. I'm going to get that from you and from mm-hmm. my wife instead. And so when he listed all of those things out, then he could pray through all of those and dedicate those things back to the Lord. Mm. And God could be then the Lord of his heart. And he could find, and, and he was even saying, he's like, I actually, I find this in my wife too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do have this fulfillment in my wife. Yeah. And so it was cool when, when it wasn't just something that he was longing for outside of the marriage, but he was like, oh, I'm actually fulfilled in my marriage and and uh and fulfilled in god too so mm-hmm. that's a bit of um like an ex- some some extra stuff about what you can work through with a soul tie not just with the person but like what are the individual things that tie your soul to the person yeah that's, that's a great example because in the situation i mean there's times where we need to physically remove ourselves from a relationship to break that connection on that level but let's understand something god made us very complex 
we're not just physical beings. We have so much more to us than that. We have emotional component, mental, we have souls, right? So of course we're going to connect to people on different levels and, and deeper levels. So in that case, the guy had physically removed himself from that situation, but he still was there mentally, emotionally, maybe even spiritually with that person. So he had to make a decision. I'm going to invite God into that to break myself off on those levels too. So that's really what we're getting at is where there's these levels of connection that we need to acknowledge and that they're there, they exist. And um, that's what we pray into. We pray that God, uh, you know, breaks some of those areas um, and because and they can be very damaging, especially if the, the, the connection we had with that person was not a good one. And it can be informing our present and our, and our future and how we're acting with others as well too. So that's why this is so key. And especially for us uh, that are battling addiction or anything else, because sometimes we are acting out based on some of the pain that we're feeling from some of these connections. You know, we're trying to recreate them maybe, or we're trying to ignore them. We don't want to think about things. So we go to an addiction we go to our band-aid of choice to try to, you know, not focus on these things. We always got to go deeper. And that's what this podcast is about. You know, of course, we're here to talk about getting porn out of your life. But as you've probably picked up on, there's more depth to this than just a surface level behavior. Soul ties, those deep connections are part of that. We got to deal with those things. And, you know, one of the ways that we can do that is just simply in saying some, some prayers to God. So we identify them. And it can be just simple prayer. And I'll, I'll lead you in this. Again, it's not formulaic. You can say it any number of ways. I'm just giving you an example of one that I've done before. Um, but pray along with me. And I'll just, I'll just say right now what it would look like and what it can be for you right now. So, Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, asking by your blood and by your power that you separate my mind, body, soul, spirit, and all my emotions from blank, whoever that person is. And you can simply say this prayer along with it too. If there's anything of me that's connected to that person, please show me and break that connection. So again, that can be, some of the connections can show up in lies, certain influences in our life, um, words that uh, we start to believe over our life or um, our relationships, um, certain images, stuff like that. That can reveal maybe there's some sort of connection there. But that's yeah, that's it. It's that simple. Um, and you can add prayers to that as well. But the really key, the power is in Jesus. It's not in the, the actual words you're saying in the prayer. The power is in Jesus, okay? So that's really key, but it's just that simple. So I hope you prayed along with that. And maybe you'll have to pray from out of that as well into more things. But that's really what the goal is here is to identify and, and go to those specifically and then invite Jesus into those moments and break those connections that you have with those people. Yeah, I think that's the simplest prayer <laughs> that you could pray to renounce the soul tie. I think it's great. And uh, one that a lot of people will use is, is I renounce the connection that I have with this person or I, I renounce the agreement uh, or, or the, the soul tie that I have with this person. So the soul tie is basically an agreement in the spirit or in the soulish realm. And so renouncing is like a, like a breaking of, of a contract or breaking of an agreement. So you're breaking the connection. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what we're going for. And then to take it, Further, if you want to, you could you could even just repent of seeking validation or seeking whatever it was in your in that relationship of seeking that uh, in 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 someone apart from a spouse or or a healthy friendship or in the Lord. So you could break that off in Jesus' name and then repent of things that you're seeking and then thank God for 
his grace that covers and that breaks and that sets you free. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hopefully some of that uh, sticks with you. Um, and if it does, then great. Spend time in prayer. And it can seem simple, but just realize that there's power in prayer and that and essentially or especially there's power in the blood of jesus who sets us free so hope that helps you guys and uh, god bless as you pray through this in your own life thanks for listening if you would like to hear more please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe this podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers if you would like to help support the cause financially once again please visit purevictorypodcast.com